There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season one of Deadly Class. Okay, so I guess you guys noticed if you listened to us talking about the other episode, we talked about some stuff that seems to have been cut. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we got to see a, a little extra. Did not realize that, and I'm really disappointed you guys did not get to see that. Right. Because it was funny. Yeah. Um. So you'll have to forgive us if there's a couple things that we talk about that maybe end up getting cut, you know, the last minute when it goes up. Right. Yeah. Because actually, from the first time I watched it to the second time I watched it, it was different. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry. Now, fortunately, the one scene that I do remember not being in the last version that we that I saw was I did not put it in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but we did get ratings news. Yes, we're finally catching up with the ratings. Episode one brought in a zero point two two in adults eighteen to forty nine with point five nine eight million viewers, making it the thirty sixth rated cable show for the day. And that's to go along with the two point seven million that watched it on sci-fi.com so that's a pretty good start but then episode two must have had something else going on that night because it only brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.438 million viewers making it the 72nd rated cable show for the day yeah i don't know what happened no that that was unexpected that's (laughs) a much larger drop than i you know you always get some drop going from episode one to episode two, but that one was... That was kind of significant. Yeah, that was 160,000 viewers, so hopefully they DVR'd it and it'll show up in the Live Plus 7. Yeah, but... If we ever see a Live Plus 7 again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But will that ever exist? Uh, but it it was a really good episode, and this one, oh my gosh, I love what they're doing. Yeah. And, okay... I have not read the comics yet, like I said, but a lot of people were talking about how they did really good translating, so I think I'm going to definitely read the first one, so that way we can talk about that. Right. Now, one thing I did notice, a familiar name to uh, at least you and I showed up in the uh, credits. One Mr. Albert Kim is listed as producer. Nice. From so, Sleepy Hollow. So uh, so he popped on over here. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I actually tweeted that, de- you know, the Deadly Class Sci-Fi, is, you know, said, is that the Albert Kim from Sleepy Hollow? Well, they never replied, but I went on IMDb and looked it up. And sure enough, it was. I went, yes. 
And if you guys are tweeting along with this, make sure you're tagging the uh, uh, the cast because they were replying to us left and right. Yes. And they are hilarious. And if you haven't followed them, make sure you're doing that because a lot of them are throwing up behind the scenes photos. Yeah. And some of those are just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Where are we? Episode three. Let's jump into that right now. Snake Pit. Marcus navigates a prank war between the rats and legacies as everyone prepares for the big dance. And no, it's not basketball, in case you're thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I not still want to know. Imagine, March yeah. <laughs> I still want to know who the cheerleaders are cheering for, but yes. uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. We get a flashback. And again, it's done all animated. And I'm loving that. Yeah. And. It's Marcus's bunkmate in the boys' home who had given Marcus the scar over his eyes. Now, from the voice, this is the guy we've seen at the end of episode two. Right. The creepy McCreeperson. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he's telling Marcus that, oh, don't worry about it. You know, that scar is going to make you a man. You'll thank me for it. And he seems to have a serious thing for animals because even in the animated, his hand is, you know, down his pants. Yeah, watching a dog show and talking about a poodle. Yeah, creeping me out. Yeah, and mentions that, yeah, he had a, a pet until his dad found out. And you go, <laughs> his dad just didn't understand. It wasn't like that, but the dog was loyal. It's like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like really creeping out. And what was weird is when they pull away and they show Marcus and he's holding... I wasn't sure what he was holding. Right. It looked like it was probably some kind of game thing, but had been all torn up. See, what I thought it was it, at first, a, a smoke detector. But right. then I'm looking at it and I'm like, is that supposed to be like a bomb? Because yeah. there were nails and pins and glass, it looked like, all like sticking out of it. it and I'm wondering, be. because we do see the guy's face kind of messed up. At the end of episode two, so you know maybe he set something off, to, and originally he was just trying to kill him. Right. But I don't know. We don't get a whole lot more. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see that device again. I think you might be right. And then we get to go to Marcus's room, and I don't know if it's supposed to be before class, after class, but Marcus and Willie are playing a boxing game and talking about patriotism. And I loved it because the controller is kind of Atari, but it reminded me a lot of Punch-Out. Right. And then Shab comes in in a towel. Apparently, he was in the showers, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> you would think. And, and suddenly, you know, Willie stands up over Marcus and he's like, I want my money. I want my $2. And all I kept thinking was that John Cusack movie, right. Better Off Dead. And Shab's just like, oh, you shouldn't borrow money from the FWO. Their collections are rather... Stabby. It's like, what? <laughs> and their interest rate is just crazy. Right. It's like, okay, Shab. And somehow, Shab seems to know a whole lot about being a rat, even though he's a legacy. Right. Because he gives him the lowdown. Yep, he sure did. It's like, what? I, I don't get it. And they're walking through the hall, and Marcus is like, what are you talking about? And why do you let all these people bully you? Because we see it happening in the hallway. And this I thought was interesting, and I wonder where it's going, because Shab's like, you know, they all think that I'm, you know, this weakling that they can push around, and that's what 
things will be surprising. It's like, oh. Yeah, I'm curious to see if that actually goes anywhere, if that's just Shab talking. (laughs) I wonder. I feel like it has to, because otherwise, yeah, this kid is just going to be, like, beat to crap by the end of this. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he'll be uh, road trash. It's like, how is he going to get anywhere? But then they come up to a table, and Shab takes his ticket to a legacy dance, and he turns around and tells Marcus, oh, yeah, sorry, this is just for legacies. But he warns him about the hazing right as Billy reaches into his locker and has a rat trap on his hand. Yeah. Great, because he's a rat, too. I see where this is going. Yeah. And then Chico. You know what? This guy, (laughs) this guy. Now, he he responded back because I'm like, God, I hate Chico so much. You know, the more I hate this character, the more I like the actor. Right. Like, and he's probably the nicest guy. And actually, a bunch <laughs> of the cast was responding to that. Right. <laughs> that he he's great, and he responds back with like hearts and broken hearts, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so sweet, but not. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have Chico going up to Victor and asks, "Hey, did you get your rabies shot? Since you know you nailed a vampire rat." It's like, oh. <laughs> And things just get weirder. Like we go to a blow dart workshop, which I'll tell you, using a blow dart, I can't say gun, but it's it's kind of difficult. I've actually done it. Not right. in this old school one like they had. Right. I was actually pretty good at it, which kind of scares me. Does this mean <laughs> I was an assassin in my past life? Maybe. Could be. <laughs> but DeLuca. I want more DeLuca. Oh, absolutely. I oh, she's just so great. And I just want her to, like, turn around and, like, beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah. Just like, you know, Master Master uh, Lynn. But she's telling everybody, you have to be centered when you use a blow dart gun. And it's, like, great, because you see all these people nailing her, their shots. Of course, Saya, just, bam, right in the middle of the forehead. Right. And Marcus, he didn't even, did he even blow it, or did it just, the <laughs> needle just fall out before? Yeah, he blew it, and it just fell out. Like, or did it just like fall out before you? Yeah, it might have, but yeah. (laughs) And Petro, I love it. Yeah, Marcus, I'm sorry, Marcus. Yeah, you're not doing so good here. No. Petro comes up, and I really expected Petro to nail this. Oh, absolutely. But she didn't get a chance. (laughs) No, because Victor, 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 he decides to walk over and, and move her hands into a different position. And he's trying to help her because he's like, oh, yes, I remember your technique well. I thought she was going to headbutt him. Oh, she should have. She really should have. Because you know nothing good is going to come of this. Right. I'm like, there's no way Victor all of a sudden is going to be cool. No. No, because his reply earlier to Chico's statement was, oh, yeah, well, it's it's all about the vagina. And high fives all his group so it's like yeah no he has no feelings whatsoever for petra it's all a little game for him right and then it's weird because he's like are you ashamed of what we did and she's like uh you're you were a curiosity back up yeah back off jack and he just keeps talking and she's like do you not speak english (laughs) and he asks her to the legacy dance and she's like huh no what what is wrong with you yeah And I'm just thinking, again, no good can come of this. No, not at all. No. 
Oh, let's run over to the poison lab, shall we? All right. Dinky has the class cooking up something he calls mellow yellow that will make your victim have primal hallucinations. Oh, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I'm like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> well, Brandy comes up and tells Petra that she knows that they had sex, and if she comes to the dance, she will regret it. I love that, too, because Petra's like, are we best friends now? Why are you talking to me? Exactly. Like, yeah, we're not running in the same circles. Back up. Yeah. So Marcus reaches (laughs) for some jelly beans, knocking the liquid into the lap of the guy who placed the rat trap in Billy's locker. And, of course, the guy freaks out. Oh, God, it was funny, though. Yes, it was. (laughs) I love that because then, you know, Dinky lets everybody go. And he's like, Marcus, sit down. We need to talk. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, being the class clown will end poorly. That I believe. Of course, Marcus complains about having problems getting this, and Dinky tells him that legacies have been trained their whole lives, and eventually Marcus will get it. Dinky tells him that something Marcus told him earlier has given him a change of heart, and his best advice is to keep his head down and pick his battles. But then it got scary because he's like, Get what you need out of Kings and get out before finals. I'm like, uh. Yeah. Why? Why? Exactly. Because I I was very scared because I like Dinky because he seems to be real. Like, well, I, this sounds weird for a guy teaching poisons. But he's, uh, he's kind of down to earth, at least with Marcus. Right. And I'm wondering if he sees something of himself in Marcus. I think so. And then Please. as it goes, what... You know, the little pieces that we get is what I'm wondering if if it's like the bigger story, which we'll we'll get to when we, you know, but, you know, I'm wondering if we're going to see like this bigger picture soon. Right. I believe we probably have already started to see some of it and we'll see where this goes. Yeah. Okay. So between class, Maria is looking forward to the dance, but Saya would rather eat glass. Not the uh, dance type, di- dancer type, I guess. Yeah, I'm thinking no. So Marcus goes up to Willie and tells him he thinks something's up with Dinky, but of course Willie's got to live up to his rep and blows him off. I'm not talking to you, rat. Okay, you know what? This is where I was confused. Not with Willie acting tough. I thought Marcus was trying to tell him something was up about the final. No. I didn't realize it was about Dinky. Yeah, it was about Dinky. Because I only watched it once. Right. And of course, we see Petra walk up to Victor and tell him that she's in. And of course, he wants to know why. And she tells him to spite Brand. Got a reason, is any? Yeah, but it's not going to end well. No, but I, I thought it was a good reason. Yeah. And he doesn't care what she wears. He's just happy that she's going. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not buying it, Victor. Right? So. And then, of course, at lunch, it's like, uh Seriously, the whole lunchroom vibe. Yeah. It's like, are we in prison? What's going on? But Lex and Billy are just being jackasses. Yes. Seriously, just giving Petra a hard time about the whole anything with Victor. Right. And... You know, they're eating lunch together, all of them. And I love it because Petra's like, are you going to say something now? And Marcus is like, I'm not saying crap. And of course, you know, the back and forth with Lex and him. Like, I know you're judging her. You're just doing silently. Right. (laughs) 
And they kind of notice it's pretty quiet and look up and everybody's looking at them. It's like, what the hell is going on? Of course. And then Chico. Again, Chico. How you like today's lunch? It's a special recipe. And I don't know how Billy didn't notice this. He looks down at his plate and pulls up a rat tail. Yeah. And this was not a small rat tail. No. <laughs> sure it wasn't a cat tail? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was a pretty long tail. Of course, the lunchroom explodes with laughter and Lex and Billy take off and they're tossing cookies. No, we we see Petra leave, but... Yeah, she's not in the bathroom with the boys. Right. <laughs> and Marcus is just standing there. And it was kind of funny because as the guys are hurling, Marcus is like, do you guys need me to hold your hair back? They're like, why aren't you getting sick? Right. Oh, and I've had some rats too before. Dude, he was homeless. Yeah. And, you know, he ate what he could. Whatever I, he could find. you darn right. Yeah, and they're just like, oh. Now, first of all, you still had tater tots on your plate. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see the glass is half full here. Right. But they want revenge, and Marcus wants nothing to do with it. And he's like, I'm going to pick my battles. Yep. It's like, okay, I get it. But don't you normally not announce what you're going to do? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess he, you know, being friends, he needed to let them know that, yeah, I I understand your how you're feeling and you want to get back at him. But this is not one I'm going to uh, jump into just yet. Right. And we have Maria just chilling in her room, listening to music, and Chico comes in. Dude needs to learn to knock. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. She shares a room with somebody. You don't know what's going on. No, not at all. <laughs> and apparently and he it has, doesn't bother Chico a bit. Yeah, no. And he has, if you weren't sure what that is, kids, <laughs> that's a VHS tape. <laughs> yeah. That's funny because I still have some. But I got rid of my, my player. But anyway. Uh, he's like, hey, movie night. She's like, I just need a break. And I thought he was going to flip because he's like, what do you mean? Right. I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, what is she saying? Here it comes. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I just want to go to the dance with Saya tonight. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, this sure. is going to happen. He is so controlling. But man, right away, so her uh, fan... With the blades is yeah. definitely her weapon because she grabbed that the second that door opened. Yeah, and it was ready to be used when he right. opened the door, and it was just like, "Well, here's there's another opportunity you had there, Maria, if you really wanted away from him." Right. I don't know. This doesn't seem to be good, but I guess we'll see. But earlier, we failed to mention we found out via Shab that a lot of the rats have some kind of job, right. and Lex's job is delivering the mail. So next thing we see is Lex skateboarding down the hall, throwing packages in everybody's room. And, oh my gosh, people were just pissed because Brandy's like, this is fragile. Do you not know how to read? And you have Victor like talking about, what was it, smoked fish or something? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, everybody had something they were waiting for. And I'm what like... really wanted, yeah. Right. And I'm like, but is it? Yeah. <laughs> no. And they all... <laughs> they On a skateboard... All Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> because they all kind of explode when they open them and like blue liquid, I'm assuming ink, right. all over their face. Like, boom. And that's what we were seeing in the previews, you know, about, you know, taking down the, the not the patriarchy, but taking yeah. them all down. 
It's like, well, the legacy's got to go. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about Dinky again. All right. He comes into, Lynn comes into Dinky's office, and Dinky hands him a letter. I'm thinking that can't be good. No, that can't be good at all. So Lynn opens the letter and tells him that it's a suicide note. I thought it literally was. Yeah. But you look at it and it's just got a, you know, a symbol on it and you go, okay. Yeah. I'm like, what's this mean? And then we get the, the major ball drop here is when you signed on, you signed on for life. Whoa. Okay. Right. And, you know, Dinky's like, well, it was different when I joined and, you know, your father had different ideas. It's like, huh? Yeah. Broke and this prison and right. yeah, this is the, the, the stories and the picture is getting a little bit bigger. Right. Yeah. Cause it sounds like when Dinky joined, he had a feeling that yes, they were out to do good. Even right. Though it meant killing. They were still going to do some good. Right. Because something's mentioned about the legacies, you know, they already have a leg up. Right. And Lynn all of a sudden is like, don't worry, the rats will pass. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Because apparently, you know, Dinky asked how many of them passed last year and Lynn walks away and you kind of go, uh-oh. Yeah. Did any of them survive? That's why I'm like, okay, and here's the picture a little clearer. Right. So what I'm thinking is if you were to go back, Dinky would have been a rat. Right. If he had come up in the school. Right. And whatever's happening, like suddenly the preferential treatment is, well, is happening. Whereas before it was all even, even ground. Everybody's learning. Everybody's doing what they have to do. And now suddenly these legacies are getting this leg up and these kids who may well do what they originally intended for this school. Right. Are getting taken out in the final. Right. So this is interesting. Makes me wonder, you know, how much more we're going to see of that. Right. At least it gives us an idea of where the story's going, at least towards the end of the season. Right. Oh, and this is where where we finally get to see some new people we've been talking about. Yes. Because we get the fundamentals of psychopathy, which I don't even know what that is. (laughs) And it's French Stewart, who is in a wheelchair... And not just in a wheelchair, he is like strapped to a wheelchair. Right. And multiple chains and and everything. And he has one of the brothers with him who apparently had a cattle prod. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. To and back he is him the, off at one Yeah, the point. Scorpio slasher. It's like, uh-oh, what, what does this mean? But we find out because, what, does it Marcus that asks who he is? And, you know, Shab's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Let me in. Pick me, teacher. <laughs> 41 kills, no bodies found. But Billy, you know, does the little coughing thing like cannibal. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I am not that type of person. <laughs> he seemed really pissed that somebody called him cannibal. Oh, you better believe it. I was afraid Billy was going to get uh, <laughs> taken out right there. <laughs> right? Billy, don't start. And of course, he goes around the room and he's like, what do you hate? And he's like, eh, whatever. Uh pedestrian eh. yeah, all right marcus what do you hate and he's like bullies like you it's like hmm and this was kind of interesting because i mean marcus goes on this rant and scorpio kind of leans in and that's when the brother like intervenes yeah 
But I was wondering if it was he was going to say something to him, you know, like, I like your thinking or something, you know, like he didn't seem irritated about it. No, not at all. So it makes me wonder, you know, what was he going to say? Yeah. And then he actually be, even though he's probably a raving lunatic. (laughs) Oh, you think? He He definitely won't have some of the same beliefs that Dinky does. Like one of the original kind of uh, thought processes that they had. Yeah, the original goal of the school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then when all of a sudden Scorpio's like, today's lesson was on resentment and it looks like I have a new one. But I don't understand if he meant Marcus, not being able to talk to Marcus, or because the brother intervened with a cattle prod. Right. Hmm. Yeah, could have been either one. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope we see French Stewart a couple more times this season. That's for sure. I'm sure we will. And speaking of oh my seeing gosh. a new one. A typical combat skill class. I love that. I'm like, oh, God. Especially when he starts. So, you know, you talk about him because uh, we, we both love this guy. But, man, I was like, what is with the hair? <laughs> yeah, we see Master Zane. A.K.A. Christopher Hired All from Van Helsing and Sanctuary and several other <laughs> So many. Shows. Yeah. And he's on the phone as a hooded ransom victim is tied to a chair. And he's talking smack. Yes. And we see Saya, Maria, and Marcus sneak in through a window. First Saya, then Maria. And as Marcus gets in, he trips, which alerts Zane to their presence. Yeah, he's not the most graceful. No. Now, Maria's back in the uh, Day of the Dead makeup, too. Yeah, so this has got to be like her her persona. Right. And, of course, the fight ensues. And Zane is pretty much kicking all of their butts. Oh, yeah, just knocking them all around. But Marcus is able to grab the phone, hit Zane in the head, and then use the cord to wrap it around his throat. Because they had cords back then, kids. Yeah. <laughs> something else you might not <laughs> know what that was the only other thing would have made it better if it was a rotary phone yeah. well that still could have been a rotary phone oh <laughs> uh, but we've seen the the, the button. buttons okay yeah <laughs> but yeah that would have like there's so many people that what is that that's a cord we used to have those they used yeah. to be attached to the wall yeah you couldn't walk around the house or down the street <laughs> In your car, nothing like that. If you had a phone call, you had to put your ass in a chair. Right. And of course, the girls blame Marcus for their failure. But Zane points out that Marcus improvised wonderfully. And of course, Zane also was going on and on about Chuck Norris in case you missed that. (laughs) Now, again, makes me wonder if because of the way he was talking about Marcus, like, yeah, yeah, you knew what to do and what to grab. Okay, that was great. Again, is he along the lines of Dinky? So do we have these crazy, but, you know, I guess not so normal teachers kind of looking at Marcus like, okay, this could work. This this is what we need. Yes. I mean, Dinky said it in episode two where he told Marcus, you've got what they're looking for, but the legacies really aren't going to let you uh, nourish it, nourish it. So we, yeah, I think Zane definitely has a, has gotten a soft spot for Marcus already as well. 
be interesting to see how any of these teachers develop with, you know, Marcus. Right. And yeah, you get some psychology and some, some fighting skills. That's kind of what he's needing. Right. So yeah, between DeLuca and Scorpion and Zane, they could probably teach him right up. But will he survive finals? I think he could, but well, with what's happening next, maybe not so much. Right. Because Master Lin goes to see Master Gao, and we're going to talk about the resignation. Was that not the weirdest office, though? Oh, you better believe it. I have never seen <laughs> I was like, is this some sort of weird S&M thing? Exactly. Because you had Half-naked people yeah. holding up the fur- being the furniture. She was right. actually sitting on one guy. And yeah, and she says, you know, they sat, they will stand here in agony for 12 hours because they believe in something. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Because she asked Lynn, well, what are we going to do about this? And, and, you know, Lynn's like, oh, well, you know, he's been slipping a bit, but I trust his silence. And she's like, that's not how this works. Right. There are rules. Right. And interestingly enough, though, he's like, yes, but. If a reed doesn't bend, it'll break. Right. And I understand what he's saying. It's like very Dune right there. Yeah, I will bend like a reed in the wind. Because if you don't learn to bend, nothing's going to, you're just going to break and nothing's going to be able to go forward. And I understand what he's saying. And he's saying it, though, because we find out because he's had a longstanding friendship with Dinky. Right. And she's like, well, you know, it has to be done. And I. I hope your friendship won't get in the way. It's like, oh, hey, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. This is not going to end well for Dinky, I don't think. No, unfortunately. And we get to see Maya and Saya having their girls night, kind of, sort of. Yeah. At least starting of it. Right. Walking down the street, Maria's like, I would love to have a home like this, you know, with a library, you know, full of books and a bunch of little ninos running around. And... It's like, really? And so he's like, no, I just want to party, but I'll come visit. Yeah. (laughs) And they go in a liquor store. And I love it because they're talking and walking. And Maria goes up to the the cashier. It's like, will this go well with salmon? He's like, it's strawberry wine. (laughs) Basically, he's like, it's Boone's Farm. Right. This goes with bad hangovers. (laughs) Just what they want. Right. Can I see your ID? Oh, yeah. And he's like, how old are you? She's like, 25. He's like, right. What did he say? And I'm Christy Brinkley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's a supermodel. No. And Saya trying to, like, walk out, she knocks over a little bottle. Right. Airline bottle of liquor. And, man, pulls a gun. He's like, you're trying to knock over the wrong store. That didn't go well for him. No, not at all. Because he no. grabs his arm. Say a kicks a whole big bottle of something right onto his head and they get the hell out of there. And I'm just thinking, Maria, if you're going to go steal something and try to run, heels are not the way to go. Exactly. Because she wasn't running very fast. That's all no. I'm saying. And we pop back over to the school and we have Marcus in his room, like writing in his book and remembering the past with his family and and how he has to protect himself. And it was really interesting because he's also talking about what Danky said to him. Right. And uh, right as he's doing this, Willie comes in and he's like, oh, that was crazy. 
study hall and we learned about Kid Icarus and we were doing this and he's like, oh, now you can talk to me. Right. Maybe you need to get out because I can't be friends with somebody who's ashamed to be friends with me. And Willie doesn't say anything. He just kind of got mad. He's like, I can't remember exactly what he said because he's just like, man, don't ever try to do that crap again because I'll, and Mark is like, what? Pacify me? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? You're going to be a pacifist to me to death? What? And Willie seemed pissed and it, it makes me wonder, it's like, okay, are you burning your bridges with Willie? Right, right. That's... Or is this getting him to think? Right. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was afraid he was burning his bridges, and that might be an ally he needs. Right. That, that's why I'm like, please don't burn this bridge. Yeah, exactly. And then we have two things happening at the same time. You have the legacy dance, and you have the graveyard. Right. So you have Maya and Saya, or I'm sorry, Maya, Maria and Saya dancing and you see everybody there kind of dancing, having fun and Petra looking just devastated. Like, what is happening? Why am I here? And she tells Victor, this is where fun comes to die. And he's like, no. And they get to the dance floor and I'm like, and he's smiling. And and I'm like, I don't trust this. No, not at all. They're not even dancing 87 style they're back in the 50s he's right twirling her around and <laughs> petra's going what have i gotten myself into right. <laughs> and meanwhile at the graveyard you have marcus and you know talking to billy about corporate america and how horrible mcdonald's is as, as they're sharing a joint and how mcdonald's is the downfall of chefs and their love of food and Billy's just like, what are you talking about? Uh, Mayor McCheese is the bomb. Yeah. Ed Lex shows up with a large box of fireworks, which I thought one of them was going to blow out their eye because it oh, wasn't working right away. It should have. And they're like, I love it because they're all looking at it. I'm like, are you idiots? Yes, they all get right on top of it and kind of look down <laughs> and go, oh, no, because that thing's going to blow. And Right? I'm like, this is bad, guys. And then, of course, it goes. And they start shooting off fireworks. Now, as they're doing this, all I'm thinking is that guy is still somewhere looking for Marcus. Right. And is this somehow going to lead him there? Because I am a pessimist. Right. Yeah. Well, the cops have made Marcus a couple of times in locations that may or may not give him away. I think at Shab's house might. Well, I guess only if he's seen there again or right. in that neighborhood. Right. Yeah, right now I don't think random fireworks in the city is a big thing. It's going to be anything that will draw him there, but you never know. Right. He's got some strange things going on inside that thick skull of his. Right. And we get to go back to the dance. And, oh, look, Chico decides to interrupt Maria and Saya. And Maria storms off and Chico's like, you know, she's playing you. Because did she talk about the home and the kids? Because she's been saying that forever. And it's like, huh. Yeah, that's what I've taught her to say, so I can keep tabs on your crew. Right. Whoa, you scum. <laughs> and I'm like, or was he following them? Right. No, he was following Yeah, because, yeah, Maria is like, you know, nowhere to be found. She's just pissed. And Saya just kind of walks away from Chico. And it's like, all right, well, makes me wonder what's going on there right and then we see victor you know because they cut away from them and victor is whispering in petra's ear 
and they head to the bathroom. And I'm like, all right, I'm assuming there was going to be sex involved. Right. Except there's Brandy and her little crew. Of the cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. In some very bright colored dresses and big hair. And big hair. Big hair. <laughs> and Brandy's like, oh, yeah, your application for legacy has been denied. And when she looks over and Petra looks then up at Victor, he's like, once a rat, always a rat. I'm like, oh, yeah. you piece <laughs> of crap. Right. That just puts you right in the same zip code as Chico. Right. And we kind of thought at first, and then we kind of started liking him after the second episode. Now we're back to hating him again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and next thing we know, Brandy is gra- you know, dragging somebody on stage. And you know it's Petra, but suddenly she's in like this yellow dress and this big wig. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's the legacy bell of the ball. Rat Queen 1987. Oh, my God. Just and of course, as humiliated as you could possibly get. Very, very, very lucky that she didn't have powers like Carrie because you oh, guys yeah. have gone up in flames. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this, this episode was very Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> type yeah, it had a lot of on. like, yeah, a lot of fields, uh, uh, 80 shows and everything that you know, everything that could happen, happened, kind of. Right. Because next thing we know, Petra goes upstairs and she to the graveyard and she's, you know, pissed and humiliated. And, and suddenly Marcus is like, you know, I think a little revenge is necessary. So. Huh? Right. <laughs> nope. This is what's friends for if you can't stand up for them. Exactly. Which I'm like, great. Finally. Yeah. And you have them like, of course, going to get, get in for. Not information. Get their revenge on. So they're getting their stuff together. And we cut to Maria, who goes to talk to Saya. And she's like, what did he say? And she said exactly what you said he would say. Right. And so I'm like, okay. So she used the story, told Saya everything. So yeah, like you said, he's got to be following her. Right. And then what they decided to go. I thought. She said something about skateboarding, but I'm like, <laughs> no, streaking. Drinking, drinking in the park. <laughs> and then you have Shab, who I don't know what girl he's like feeling on her butt, but he's <laughs> get, might get some. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly brothers show up, but it's yeah. not brothers. It's the rats. And they start shooting some little blow darts dipped in mellow yellow, which I thought was great. Yes. Yes. Like, we good. see Victor <laughs> get one. Unfortunately, Chico's didn't get one, but his number one got one. See, at first I thought it was Chico. I'm like, how is he not affected? Right. Yeah, it wasn't. And then of course, we see Brandy come up to Petra. That was great because she shoots it right in her head. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the best was Victor. It's like, oh, Baba Yaga, he's eating my groin. And but- about the time Chico is going to put a beat down on Marcus... Willie jumps up and pushes him away. And I'm like, what's going on? Because Willie's like, bounce. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm like, this is going to be a big one. Yeah. (laughs) And you feel sorry for Willie because, man, if he has to fight Chico, it's over for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's not a fighter. No. fortunately for him, Master Lin shows up and tells everybody to go back to their rooms. This dance is over. 
And we're assuming everybody's gone back because it, a little while later you see Petra sitting in a chair. And then Billy puts on music and they slow dance. I'm like, I almost cried. Yeah, it was a touching it, scene. It was. It was so sweet. And in the rooms. And we don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be same day or next day. I think it's I'm supposed to be next day. Was, I think it was that evening, late after they got back from the. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you see Marcus and Willie playing video games. And Marcus is like, thanks for having my back. And Willie's like, it was that patriotism speech that got me thinking, not about government. It's about community and taking care of your people. And he's like, so I'm your people? Yeah. <laughs> not unless you can cover your lip. Right. And I think this is where we're going to see the people who recruited Marcus all coming together, which may help in the end with finals. Right. To get you know, our rats through this time. Right. Or at least get them to that point. Cause <laughs> we got a couple of them that may not even make it that long just because of outside stuff. Right. Cause we'll then- see Dinky entering Lynn's office and sees two glasses on his desk. Yeah, this is probably not good. No. And Lynn tells him that the contract cannot be revised. Tells him to take a sabbatical to regain his perspective. No, that ain't happening. Well, that's the thing, because Lynn's, you know, pouring drinks, and Dinky's like, you know, the rats don't have a chance to make a difference. And right here, I kind of felt like Dinky could have been like, I'm going to train all the rats, and then everything would have been different. That could be. But it didn't go that route. No, it didn't. Because, of course, Dinky smells the drink and knows it's been poisoned, and they fight. Dinky actually stabs Lynn in the back with a broken piece of glass. Lynn manages to get on top and starts choking him. Just before Dinky goes down, he lets him go. I didn't think I I didn't think he was still alive for a, a good yeah. ten seconds. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh my gosh, he's dead. And yeah, Lynn's like, they're gonna come for you. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I was really freaked out. Right. Because I like this character. I do too. But why? Because Lynn couldn't do it also shows us something. Mm -hmm. Is that he's really not a bad guy either. So, yeah, we may have a total uprising before this is over with. That's what I would like to see is Lynn, Dinky, DeLuca, and Zane, and Scorpio. Our crazy guy. Minions, yeah. (laughs) Completely. So, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to find out with that, obviously. Yeah. But But the final scene, what is happening? Seriously. Because we have an Oriental student um, in his room, and there's a package. And I'm thinking, oh, God, is this going to explode? Right. (laughs) But there's a whole lot of money, something in a foreign language, which I did not understand. And underneath it is a picture of Saya. Yeah. So, is this a hit? Yes, it is. That's my assumption is this has got to be a hit. And who the heck sent it? Yeah. So, hmm. What do you guys think? Why don't you let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Like I said, I've not read these comics yet. Let me know if I should or if I'm going to totally spoil myself and be sad. (laughs) Um, But let us know. You know, tweet us, Facebook us, Tumblr, YouTube. Everywhere, everywhere you find us. Because you can go on www.fangirlzone.com. We have a contact page. 
You can see all of our stuff there. You can send us an email. We will happily share anything you want us to share on our our next podcast. And uh, I had fun tweeting with you guys. So Yeah, that was a blast. You guys are great. But while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us, tell your friends about this show because it's crazy. I'm telling them at work. And I'm like trying to explain it. I'm like, uh, you know what? This is not easy to explain. No, <laughs> it's not. But anyway, I hope you're enjoying all of it and our craziness. And when I get super excited. <laughs> but for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. I hope Victor's balls taste like goulash. And until next time. <laughs>